started. I apologize. We just started talking. Oh <laughs> we always go off topic and then we forget things. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Four Micronesians by Micronesians, and this is a podcast that highlights dynamic Micronesians that everyone should meet. I'm Angela. I am a Micronesian American daughter, sister, auntie, activist, and today I have a guest who is a Micronesian daughter, auntie, and makeup artist. Um, Introduce yourself, and how else would you describe yourself? Hey, Angela. Thanks for having me. Um, So I would describe myself as a proud Micronesian woman. I'm a business owner, entrepreneur, cool auntie, and an iced coffee lover. (laughs) All seasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and what type of Micronesian are you? Um, so first of all, I'm a strong Micronesian with a hustler's mentality. Yeah. Um, my mom is from Da, which is an outer island in the Morlocks, and my father is actually from Fall River, Massachusetts. Okay. And then you're currently in Connecticut. Yep, I'm based in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'll edit out our entire conversation for this, but I did not know it was right next to Rhode Island. <laughs> yes! It's right near Rhode Island. Calm down. <laughs> I'm learning things. So sad. Like, I, I know. It should not be this difficult. Oh. And we're not um, far from New Hampshire or Maine either. So, like, you have Boston, Rhode Island, New York, New Hampshire, Maine. I feel like you could just, like, you could take a day different states and just, like, see so much, I feel like. Yes, or you would you would want to do like a weekend, like okay, I'm gonna go to Maine this weekend. Maybe next weekend I'll go to like Boston, or plan a week and just hit everything because it's this kind of like the same direction. Okay, well, anyways, I'm sorry, I digress all the time. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so do I. Um, so if you were stranded on a des- deserted island and could take one person to go with you, who would you choose? You know, I would choose my mom because to me, yeah. So to me, she embodies what a strong female is. She raised six of us girls, like all amazing females, right? Never a dull moment in my house. And, you know, she taught us along the way to have faith, you know, to have compassion, to have self-worth. So for me, I would definitely bring her in. On top of that, she is a amazing cook. <laughs> so I know we would be eating well out there making her corn and her fish. So I would definitely bring my mom. And she's like from an outer island, correct? Yeah, she's from the so she's from the outer island. She's oh, you guys are for sure gonna survive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta bring my mom because she definitely knows how to live off the land. Yeah, she's got the skills. She she I don't. So <laughs> we we need we need her. <laughs> Come save me. What would your dream career be? Um, so I think that I'm living one of my dream careers right now. You know, I feel like I have multiple passions, um, but definitely something that I would like to get into is starting like a nonprofit to benefit, mm. you know, Micronesians, obviously starting with Chook first with healthcare and just dental and stuff like that. So that would be something on my list. <sighs> okay. What is one thing that is on your bucket list? So I would like to travel the South Pacific and just kind of dig into the history and the culture of each island, obviously starting with Micronesia and Chuuk first. I think it's, for me at least, it's, it's important to learn where I'm from and kind of get to know more 
for a lot of Micronesian communities, like our history is told through story from the elders. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it needs to be preserved. So that's something I definitely would be into. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I went to my friend's house like last week and she's American. And I was talking to them about like, Oh, and like Micronesians, like there's so many arts that are getting lost with new generations and it's things like weaving and um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like there's just different, I guess, trades you could call mm-hmm. them. And we were talking about how in America, like people do not realize there's so many things that people are losing in America now because of technology, like skills. Yep. So they said that like tons of kids don't know how to read clocks anymore. Which is crazy. Um, yeah, cursive. They can't. A lot of kids can't write in cursive because everything is like typed now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always on our phone or the computer. Yes. And you know that brings me back to like back in Guam. They used to have like uh, what is it like? An island festival. I can't remember what it's called, but an island festival, and they would have like all different islands out there, like kind of showing you like how to. So I. Re- <laughs> I remember my mom was like, come here and sit down and learn with these ladies how to like weave a purse. And I'm like, no, I want to go rollerblading. So instead, and I always like till this day, I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have like learned, but I I chose because, you know, I was like a kid. So I chose to go rollerblading over learning like a really important (laughs) like craft, right. That like our people do. So I was like, dang, I wish I wasn't so dumb. I guess you can rollerblade though. I can rollerblade. <laughs> what a dummy. Well, I don't know if this is a good way to segue, but what is one thing you cannot live without? Ooh, so definitely I would say my family. That's probably that you know, it sounds so corny, but I feel like it's always nice knowing that you have people who support you and always rooting for you. And as I'm older, I appreciate that so much more. So mm-hmm. definitely my family. Oh, I love that. Um, what about, I mean, speaking of family, what is the most memorable lesson that you've learned from your parents? Hmm, there's so many. I know, but, the best. Yeah, but I would always say that my parents taught me to always put God first in your life family and culture were definitely like a huge part of our life um being a hard worker and just being compassionate oh Mm -hmm. so you didn't say it here but like your dad was in the peace corps which i think is so cool isn't that funny so my dad went to college in california when he graduated he decided he wanted to join the peace corps so then he was you know, I guess stationed in Chuuk, and that's how he learned the language. And that love story was a risen. <laughs> and he never went back. Like he never came back stateside until we were like when until I was like sixteen, seventeen when we moved to Connecticut. But for thirty years, he was just in Guam and Chuuk in Puente. Oh my gosh! And he fell in love with your mother. What a cute love story. <laughs> and, like my parents met in America because I'm also biracial and um, 
I, I don't know what the real story is because my brother the other day was like, dad told me the story. And I was like, what is it? And then he tells me and I'm like, that's not what dad told me. So you're like, <laughs> who's making up stories now? Yeah. Like he told me that they like went to college together and that like my mom kept bothering him to help her with like something in school. And I was like, no, that's not what I heard. Dad told me that, like <laughs> he went on a double date. <laughs> and that's what? Like a blind double date, basically. That's hilarious. And I'm like, these are very different stories. <laughs> like, I'm going to need to have a meeting. Right. To find out. So random. Um, so what are you most proud of? Um, I would have to say my business. So, yes. right. So I feel like growing up, my parents really instilled in me and my sisters our work ethic like always to Mm -hmm. just grind. And I feel if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be successful where I am right now. And Mm -hmm. by being successful, I mean, I was able to create a space where I can pursue one of my passions, which is makeup. And for me, like makeup, I was just so fascinated by how once Mm -hmm. I would finish an application, I can see the physical transformation but I would always I would always also see a spiritual so I would see someone's spirits being lifted and that for me was like one of the reasons why I continue to do it and I feel like a lot of people have misconceptions about people wearing makeup like women wearing makeup or whoever wearing makeup and perceive it as we're trying to cover up insecurities or imperfections but honestly like I feel it's completely opposite and it's uh, empowering for females to be in that realm and that transformation so that is definitely why I continue to do it because with makeup you're not supposed to hide imperfections you're supposed to enhance the things that are already beautiful exactly. right okay and yeah you know I just feel like a lot of people are like oh my gosh like um you like a lot of people wear makeup to make them feel prettier or they feel so insecure that they have to wear this and I'm like see we view it differently like I don't see that yeah do you feel yeah. like you've always had like an entrepreneurial spirit? Definitely. You know, I used to work for like a company for eight years and I mean, it was good to me, but I just didn't like having to answer to someone else. Yeah. Like you wanted to be your own <laughs> yeah. boss. I like that. You know, I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be like happy when I went to work. And I mean, it's not like I was miserable there, but like I'm excited when I have clients. And it's never the same thing when I go to like on location and stuff. So it lets me be a little bit more free. And definitely, I think that's one of my uh, proudest moments so far. (laughs) What is something that, um, sorry. What is something that you wish for for the Micronesian people? Good question. So one of the things I would wish for is that we evolve with opportunities. Mm. And that, that, you know, you're so proud in who and where you come from that it radiates in everything that you do. And for me, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of Micronesians tend to be like afraid to take an opportunity because it's something that they haven't seen someone they know do or it's just like you know not comfortable for you to do but I feel like when you become successful you open you open up doors for people by inspiring them so if I am successful I can inspire someone who then inspires someone else and they see hey if they can do it they're Micronesian 
then I can do it. And just know that you're worthy to achieve your goals. I'm just like, my, my brain is like really working as I'm listening to you. Like, I'm just thinking about like how, like, I totally agree. Like, I think that a lot of Micronesians, once they get somewhere, um, like they, it almost seems like there's a journey to get to a destination. And once they get to the destination, like they almost get like stuck. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I like, I wonder like how like getting stuck happens, like what, what makes a lot of like Micronesians feel that way? Like, oh, okay. Like um, I'm, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or like those feelings of defeat for some folks who feel that, because I think it's so fascinating because like, you come from this tiny island far, far away, and yet you travel to this place that you've never been, and you start life over completely yeah. in a new, like, very, very um, foreign culture than what you're used to. And right. you, like, you're learning new skills constantly. Like, it's just, like, it's amazing to think that, like, you would ever feel, like, you're limited because it's like, like what you can't you do it yeah because yeah, what you've already done so far is like so amazing like I don't know that I have the bravery to just be like I think I'll just move to another country with <laughs> right and sometimes you're leaving your family behind yeah. until you know you can get situated so there's a lot that comes with that like and that's what I'm saying like you know as Micronesians they're some of the hardest working people that I know and I've seen so yeah. if you can make that leap what's another leap yeah, and Micronesians are, like, the first people who, like, navigated the stars. Like, a lot of people don't know that. Yep. Like, yes. So, it's, like, we're known for, like, going out and doing the great unknown and just, like, being brave. And um, and so, like, I, I even feel, like, weird when people act like I'm, like, doing special things. Because I'm, like, I'm not really doing anything special in life. But it's so sweet that people think I am. But, like, I'm, like, I'm literally living in the same place where I was born raised in America like this is not far outside of my comfort zone so like for people who are like phenomenal and traveled across the ocean to come to this place and you know seek these amazing opportunities like to to, for them to act like I'm like better at like right you're like you're back you've done the biggest things of all (laughs) you've actually done yeah right (laughs) like yeah so oh I think that if only my Greenesians knew like how amazing they are and I think that's why, right? No, and I think that's why it's great to have something like this that highlights that and shows the positive side of okay. what can be achieved. What is the most ridiculous way that you've ever been injured? Oh, oh my gosh. When I was a kid, we used to do our laundry at like, I think, you know, the public laundromat. And there's yeah. like this little like cement it's not even high like it's such a low cement and me and my sisters were playing like superheroes so I like jumped off of it and somehow like broke my arm and I just remember my parents like running out like what did you do and I'm like like, my arm is broken so I was like in a cast for like a few months I still don't know how like how your parents get like embarrassed by you and you just (laughs) I just wonder I'm sure they're always like you're they're always like you're ridiculous to me and my sister and I'm like what you guys raised us <laughs> oh my gosh. so like okay I, I only wonder because like I always think about this one memory when we were like I don't know how old we were we were like teenager years and my brother drew we were at KFC and um we like he moved his chair 
out a little bit. But then when he went to sit down, like the chair was in a different spot. So he didn't sit. He like fell. But <laughs> as he was falling, he was like trying to grab things to not fall. Oh my and gosh. He pulled, like everything down. Like he pulled the tray down. He pulled the chair like the chair fell over it was such a scene and you could tell my dad was embarrassed and he was like drew go sit in the car (laughs) so like my sister and i were laughing hysterically because we were already like that's embarrassing that's funny because we're making fun of him but then my dad was embarrassed by how hard we were laughing he was like girls go sit in the car with drew or they get or they get mad they're like that's not funny and you're like oh my gosh it's definitely funny (laughs) and so we had to go sit in the car but the car was locked so we all had to like sit in the parking lot on like cement. That's hilarious. <laughs> so everybody was done eating. <laughs> so funny. But, so uh, funny. <laughs> um, and then what is the most interesting Micronesian superstition or tradition that you're familiar with? Mm. So there's definitely a lot, but one that comes to mind is where you're not supposed to like cut your hair or have someone else cut your hair like it's only supposed to be like your auntie or your mom because then it's never gonna grow back the same or look the same or be like shiny Mm. so like I always think about that and I feel like to me it translates to self-care in the Micronesian community like you know we're back in the day like your hair represented a lot of like I guess you can say like beauty. So women were, I mean, till, till this day, like women are known to like really take care of their hair. And so when I think mm-hmm. about that, I'm like, you know, in the Micronesian community, we don't really promote self-care like, you know, the Europeans do or the, or the U.S. does. And for me, I feel like we should because that definitely affects your mental health. And when you're, when you're taking care of yourself, then your mental health is good your physical health is good your spiritual health is good so that for me I'm like let's bring that back or let's promote that for our women because we're always putting other people first and not really recognizing how that could affect us in the long run oh my gosh I love everything you just said oh thanks (laughs) thank you (laughs) no you're, you're like giving me ideas like you're um you're kind of inspiring me like I was like I love this idea of like self-care through like like through tradition Mm -hmm. and I think I might try to like make something for the Instagram page that's like how Micronesians can do self-care definitely do because like this is a conversation I had with my mom because I'm like you know what do we promote for that for our for females you know and it's like you know she talked about like the beauty because we didn't really use like makeup makeup like that um, yeah. she talked about like the tattoo aspect and and like your hair like she's always like you know we're and even even when I was younger she would get so upset when I would cut my hair like why don't you cut your hair so I would have to sneak to cut my hair oh my and God, I'm, I'm like yeah. calm down it grows back because I didn't really yeah. like believe in the superstition of it not growing back the same but in actuality I don't know if it's a superstition but your hair doesn't grow back the same <laughs> so I'm like I'm like is that real I don't know but so there's a lot, especially on that topic. And I, and I am one that promotes definitely self-care because I think it's necessary, not only just for women, but for men as well. Oh, well, that's all my questions anyway. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> um, okay. The thing I always ask people is like, if there's anything you really want to share with people, it could be a call of action or something they should read or watch or something like that. 
Um, definitely that book that is says, uh, what is it called? You are a, you are a badass. You're a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse my French, but that, um, that book is, is definitely something that I've started. I haven't finished it completely. I'm halfway through, but it's a good read. It's definitely empowering, you know. Nice. And then what about you? Any handles you want to share places people can follow you, stuff like that? Um, definitely my Instagram is Grace Soul Makeup and my, my Facebook is just Grace Soul. Wonderful. Okay. That's all I have. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing. <laughs> all right, cool. Have a good night. Yes, you too. All right. Bye. bye. Well, that was our episode for Micronesians by Micronesians is an anchor production hosted, created and produced to you by me, Angela Edward. You can learn more about me at AngelaEdward.com. You can follow the show and get more Micronesian content on Instagram at for Micronesians by Micronesians, all one word. Also, don't forget to support Micronesian businesses that can be found on the For Micronesians by Micronesians Instagram page under the highlights. We will be back next week with an all-new episode. If you would like to recommend any topics, please feel free to DM them into the Instagram page. Thank you again for listening to all of my Micronesian friends, family, and allies. Catch you next time.